Morning. It's good to see you. I, uh, I'm glad to be home. I could say that. My mom, uh, as many of you know, passed away on March 17th. Since then, I've logged 12,000 or so, 11, 12,000 miles on, on the airlines. And I'm not, I'm not normally a traveler. I'm not like a road warrior type of person. And that's for the birds. I know that's a pun. But, uh, it really is. I, 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 I really wanted to do what I was going to do, but getting there and back was a pain. Um, it's really good to be home. Uh, Cindy and I are going to find out what the new normal is this week as we have our first whatever normal is week. You never know if it's going to be a normal week anyway, so why count on it, huh? Um, we're in a message series. We've been talking, actually I, I spoke on Easter about the core message of Christianity and then Mark last week talked about why we can trust the Bible. Uh, today we're going to dig into uh, what, how it helps you, how the scriptures really help. One thing about technology these days is it can be in, incredibly intrusive in your life. If you let it, it can be. Uh, I remember the day when the phone would ring, and if you didn't get to it, I actually lived before answering machines or, or you know, message machines. I remember if you couldn't get to it or you decided you were too busy doing whatever, my mom would say, uh, just let it ring. If it's important, they'll, they'll call back. Yeah, there's no reason to rush to the phone or whatever. You, anybody remember that? I, I remember that. Just if, if it's important, they'll call back. No big deal. Then we got an answering machine. You're busy doing something. It's all right. Let it go. The, the machine will get it. And, you know, you focus on whatever it is you're, you're focusing on. Text messages aren't that way, are they? You hear the little noise and <laughs> whether you're having lunch with somebody, you're in a conversation, you want to see what it's about. We, we don't tend to ignore text messages because it's usually somebody you know. Uh, it's usually very current, very relevant. It's immediate, and you don't have to get into a phone conversation. And so you're, you're curious. And we always read our text messages, don't we? Uh, you're not asked, did you read my text message? You're asked, did you get my text message? Because it's assumed you're going to read the thing. And, and that's just the way it is. Well, we have a message, a text message from God, and it's the Bible. And we're looking in this series at how to get into it, why we should get into it, and how we can get into it. And if you get into this message, if you really dig into scriptures, it, it is valuable across the board in your life. As, as you learn what God thinks and what God says, as you get into his scriptures and allow them to soak into your heart and mind, <clears throat> then makes a difference in your own self-image, how you look at yourself, what you think about yourself, in your marriage, in parenting, uh, in dating, in friendships, finances, dealing with trouble, on and on and on, making decisions. There is a tremendous amount of help in the Scripture that we, we find as we dig into it. Now, I don't know about you, if, if, do you, do you read the instruction manual or the owner's manual when you get a new phone? Okay, you don't. Just checking. <laughs> because one really good thing to do, you get a phone, 
And there are all kinds of features on that phone that you know nothing about. The one main feature is somebody calls you, you answer it, you can talk to them. We, we understand that. But there are a lot of other features that if you were to dig into the owner's manual and instruction manual, you could understand and then put those into play. And you could get more out of your phone. You could get the most out of your phone. That's exactly how the Bible is. You know, God's given us this life. And we have this life. And the Bible is really an owner's manual that he's given us. And if we get into the owner's manual that he's given us, and hear what he says about life, we get the most out of the life that he's given us. That's what God intends with with the scripture. And the earlier we get a hold of this stuff, the better. So it's best to get started now, wherever you're at. It's never too late to dig in to the scripture, but the earlier the better. If you get in and let God speak to you, you're going to find out some things. You're going to find out that it's personal. It's a personal message. It's from someone who knows you. It's current and relevant. There are timeless truths and principles that you find that go across the board in life. And people who read it, read it regularly in order to do it say, my life is much richer and, and better because of this word that God has sent my way. I'm a very different person than I was when I started digging in to his word. So over the next three weeks, what we're going to do is we want to help you get into the Bible for yourself. And we want to encourage you to do that and give you some perspective and some handles for getting into it. Because if you do, you will find that it pays off. It is like mining for gold. It's a little trouble to mine for gold. You know, you got to get the gear, you got to find a place where the gold is, and you got to start mining for it with a little pan. I went with my son one time. We did that. It's a pain. But, you know, if you find some gold, if you find some gold, it's worth it. It's exactly how Scripture is. You, you think, at the outset, you think, oh, it's hard to read the Bible. I mean, that is... That is hard, it's, it's, but it's not as hard as making a decision that's going to impact you for the rest of your life that's a wrong one. It's, it's not as hard as raising kids who end up heading in the wrong direction because you refuse to get into the Scripture and find out what God says about that. So it's very, very important to dig in. Spending 15 minutes reading literature that's a little difficult to understand at the outset is way better than that, way better than making those, those decisions that are going to cost you over the long haul. So we want to encourage you to do it. Um, we're going to look at a passage today that shows the difference that the Scripture makes as you get into it and really dig in and try to apply it to your life. First of all, there are major benefits to those who meditate on God's Word. This is David who wrote this passage. David was one of the kings of Israel, probably the most revered and successful king in the history of Israel. And he's sharing a major key to his success in this, in this passage. It says in verse 97 of 119, it says, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Now, David probably only had the first seven books of the Bible. 
That's what he's talking about. He loved the first seven. Have you ever tried to read the first seven books of the Bible? Now, I think Genesis is interesting. Exodus, there's a good story. Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy is a rerun. Deuteronomy means second, it's a rerun. And so you get into it, and that's what he's talking about, these first seven books. And I don't mean to put the first seven books down because they're very important. There is a lot of good stuff in there. But you have to, it, it takes an effort to get into it to find out what God is saying about it. It's like mining for gold. But David says here, I love it. I, I love the law that God has given. I meditate on it all day long. The other thing about it is it was written hundreds of years before he was born. Hundreds. And it was still very current for him. Same with us. The whole Bible was wrapped up about 90 A.D. And so that's a long time ago. But if you get into it, you're going to find it is very, very current in, in your life. It is, it is very much today. Um, he, he says, David says, Throughout my day, portions of this message, this scripture, keeps coming to my mind. And I think about it. And I try to apply it to what I'm doing and what I'm going through. What, what do you think about all day long? Because what happens through your day is your mind sort of, you're focused on something. And then when you get a break, it sort of goes and lands somewhere. He says, when I get that break, mine lands, mine goes to the scripture to the Word of God, and I think about it. What I think about is going to impact my decisions and my words. The things I say and the things I do are going to be impacted by what I'm thinking about. David thought about it all day long, and he tried to put God's words into practice. It was a tremendous benefit to him. It was a secret, one of the major keys to his success. Here are some of the benefits. He says one of the benefits is you gain more wisdom. 98, verse 98 says, Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. In, in, the, in the Bible, you, you discover what, what's important to God, his values. You, you discover how he views the world, how he made life work. And you begin to get some things that, that David says made him wiser than his enemies. He, he grew in wisdom. Wisdom is about reading between the lines. We're going to look at some specific words that show how God helps us do that as we get into Scripture. And he says, they are ever with me. I've saturated my mind with the word to the point that it comes to mind as I'm dealing with stuff in life, as I'm dealing with conflict, problems, relationships, as I'm struggling through things, his word comes to mind. And... A lot of us are willing to come hear the message, but those those who actually allow God's word to not not only hear it but read it and try to um, study it and meditate on it and try to apply it, they have a grip. They have a grip on the scriptures that the, those who just hear it don't. So I want to encourage you to try to try to get to the point in your life. Just where you're soaking it in. Because there is a tremendous amount of value. There's more wisdom there. And then David goes on, he says there's more insight. Which seems like he's repeating himself, but he's not. 99, verse 99 says, I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. 
insight, this, this word. This was originally written in Hebrew. And this word for insight means to relate unrelated things in a way that you see things other people miss. So you're relating the unrelated. So everybody sees the dots. But what happens as you get into Scripture is you begin to see the picture. God starts connecting dots for you. And you begin to see the whole picture. And David's point isn't that he's smarter than all his teachers. But his point is God's Word is so valuable to dig into that he really helps you begin to figure out the connecting the dots to put a life together that's really good and really the best for you. It, it's the person who meditates on God's word and tries to put it into practice that gains more insight. You, you can't get that out of any other book because these are wor- God's words. This is the word of God that he's speaking to us. And then he says there's more understanding. Another word in Hebrew that's important to understand. He says, I have more understanding than the elders for I obey their, their precepts. Understanding in this passage literally, literally means to separate mentally. That's what it means. It, it has the idea of distinguishing. And that's important because as you're dealing with a situation, you, you, you need to sort of sort out the different parts of the problem or the circumstance or the situation or the conflict or whatever it is. You've got to be able to distinguish the different parts and be able to put them in the right priority and then work it out. So to be able to separate mentally, to be simple, is to see the problem as a blob. Oh, no, this is going on. God, help me. And, and that's okay. I've prayed that prayer. It's okay to pray that prayer. This is what's going on, Lord. I don't know what's going on, but help me. That's all right. But as you get into Scripture... You have a problem, and you're, being, you're able to read and analyze and sort out what's going on. Because as you get into the Bible, there, you get more categories. You gain categories for things and what's going on in life. You're able to sort things out so you can clearly see how to respond. An example of that is uh, love, loving someone. If you don't think about it, you think, well, I need to, you have a problem, and maybe, maybe you think that the way to fix a relationship is to be more loving. I just need to be more loving, and it, it should get better. Well, maybe your definition is, and this may or may not be true, but maybe your definition of showing love is, I want to help this person feel good about themselves. So there's a problem. I need to be more loving. I want to help them feel good about themselves. That may be your natural, that's what you picked up from hanging around in this world, or that's just your idea that you've gathered from somewhere. And if that's your definition, you don't want to do anything in the relationship that's going to rock the boat. You you just don't. Well, you get into Scripture, you get into the Bible, and in the Bible you find out that love means I do the best for the other person regardless of how I feel. So a practical definition of love in the Bible is you look out for the interests of others. And you find out that in a conflict or a situation or a problem that's going on, there are more than one option for showing love. 
there's there's more options than just helping doing whatever it is to help them feel good about themselves. One of those might be serving them with kindness. You get into Galatians 6, first few verses of Galatians 6, you can begin to see some things. Um, maybe I carry their load. It might be that the person you're relating to is so overwhelmed and, and they're just buried, and so it would be right and loving to carry their load. But then maybe it would be loving to encourage them to keep bearing their load and not pick it up for them. Now, it, it, it would, it would, maybe, maybe that would uh, be the right thing to do. Or maybe the right thing to do is to say, hey, you know your load is sitting in the middle of the room. <laughs> and it's really in the way. You need to pick it up and, and carry it. And you know what happens if a person does that? If they start bearing their load and they pick up their load, they start feeling good about themselves. But if you get into Scripture, you're able to distinguish what to focus on. I'm not going to focus on the feeling good about yourself. I'm going to focus on doing what's right before God, because if you do right, you begin to feel right. And so there is a tremendous amount of help like that in Scripture. And that's what, that's what the Bible is, uh, the value. That's what David's saying here is the value of Scripture. And the other thing is you're going to find out there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff you thought was in there that's not. You, you feel guilty about things. You should, you should let go. It's not really in the Scripture. That's a rumor you bought into. And, and there, if you get into the Bible, because our, our society was built on Christian foundation, and if you have any background in Christianity whatsoever, you, you have a lot of ideas that really aren't right, that you thought were true, like God helps those who help themselves. It's really not, it's not in the Bible. You know, God helps those who can't help themselves, and he wants his people to do that. So there, there are some things that you learn that you don't get if you just sort of have a cursory understanding. It's very important to dig in. Verse 101 says, I have kept my feet from every evil path so that I might obey your word. Now, here, here's what the Bible teaches about gaining insight. Obedience is the way to gain insight. God brings insight as we obey him. Now, that's backwards from our normal reflex. Many times we say, God, if you explain why, and if you help me understand, then I will do what you say. I'm going to follow through and do it. But the way it works is reverse of that. Obedience. If you decide to obey, God will speak to you and he will show you. And then as you obey, you're going to gain understanding. It's the way it works. In obeying, we understand. One guy said, to understand why, submit and apply. That really is true. That's the way it works. To understand why, submit and, and apply. Here's a, one, one example of how it works. The Bible says in Matthew 5, actually Jesus said in Matthew 5, he said you need to clear up relationships that get messed up. When you offend somebody, you need to ask their forgiveness and get it straightened out. In Matthew 18, he says, if somebody's offended you, you need to clear it up. Ask their forgiveness and get it cleared up. That is, that is completely backwards to our natural tendency. It's much more natural 
to make them pay if they've hurt you. I'm going to give them a cold shoulder. I'm going to make remarks. I'm going to have an attitude that shows that I'm displeased with them. Because what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to back them into the corner where they'll finally apologize and get this thing straightened out. That's more natural, isn't it? Or to say, they, you know, they've hurt me. I'm really tired of them doing this. I'm just going to wait it out. I'm going to wait it out this time. I'm not going to budge in my heart until I feel like they have done what they need to do to get this straightened out. Or I'm going to wait for them to take the initiative. Get into Bible and it says, no, whoever notices the problem first takes the initiative to get it straightened out. That doesn't make any sense in our native thought patterns. But if you humble yourself and get things straightened out as a pattern in your relationships, over time, there's a stability to those relationships that is not there. And there's a freedom. Because Jesus' thought is this. I have, I have put up with you. <laughs> and Ashley, because of your wrong, I, have, I am going to the cross. And I have forgiven you an amazing amount of sin. So it's only right that you choose to be forgiving and kind toward the people who've wronged you. As That doesn't make any sense to us, though. Natively, we're bitter and we're holding on to it. We're holding on to the grudge. But forgiveness turns out to be a very important thing for you yourself if you are unforgiving right now, if you're dealing with unforgiveness, it turns out to be a very important thing because the one offended who holds on to the the grudge becomes poisoned by it. And But if you'll let it go and you'll follow this pattern that Jesus has laid out in Scripture of taking the initiative to get it right, you're going to find freedom in a way you do not have otherwise. But you don't understand that unless you do it. On the front side, you're so familiar with the way you've always done it that you can't understand how it would work. On the other side, you, you get it. It makes sense to you. That's, that's the way it works as you get into Scripture. God wants obedience to his word because there is no way to understand why he wants you to do something until you do it. I have these exercises that I do. Um, that well, okay, I don't do them now, right now. Confess, I did, I did, for a while. <laughs> but I read this book. A friend of mine, my son was having some back problems. He, a friend of mine gave me a book. I read the book. My son didn't care about the book, um, but I read the book and it made sense to me. And so I had started having some back pain and some different things. So I thought I'm going to do these exercises. I'm going to get in shape. They're kind of weird looking exercises. So they're really more like stretches that build deep muscle tissue and um, they're supposed to help you in the long run my family laughs when I do these things I mean they're kind of they're like yeah right that's gonna help well I I started doing them and they really help they help when you do them I haven't been doing them so I'm having the pain again but but they really helped what happened is my it sort of integrates your your body and everything starts working together and you feel a strength that you don't have if you're not doing them that's exactly how Scripture is. You read something in it, and it's, you're going, that makes no sense at all. I don't understand that natively. 
But you do it on the other side of doing it. It strengthens you and gives you the guidance in a way that you you're, you understand. God is right. Because our world is flipped upside down uh, from what God intends. There is a lot of value in the scripture. And one of the things that happens is God himself teaches us through his word. Uh, 102 and 103. I have not departed from your laws for you yourself have taught me. That's an amazing thing. How sweet are your words to my taste. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. I had, I had some honey on my toast this morning. It was sweet. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. So shouldn't talk about that. Um, but what David's saying here is when I open God's law and I reflect and I meditate, God is personally teaching me. And that's an amazing thing exactly what happens you get into the scripture and it is alive hebrews 4 12 says it's living and active and it's and he uses it to speak to you i know when you come here and we walk through things uh in in, in the mornings i know that many of you talk about how god you know okay did you you know did you have a nanny cam in my house this week or whatever they're asking me this question you know people ask me this question no you know, I'm just telling you what God says. And God takes it and and uses it to speak to you personally. And that's what happens, especially when you get into it for yourself, is he, he really talks to you about stuff. Um, this is the primary way that God will speak to you, is through his word. He, he will give guidance through his spirit and he'll bring thoughts. It'll always line up with, his word. So it's very important to understand it and to know it and to soak it in. But there is a lot of help there. I went back and looked in my little book that I take notes in for my what I call quiet time in the morning. I pray and read in the mornings, uh, read the Bible. And I, I pulled some things out that God had really used to encourage me over the last year or so. And one of those was I, you know, I don't know about you, but I feel with, I, I deal with just random condemnation, thoughts of condemnation, and I feel guilty for no particular reason. Uh, and I was reading, you know, you read in Romans 7, you realize Paul is describing the very struggle with sin that I have. I had that same struggle. And then you realize Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and God had him write Romans 7, so we could identify with the struggle. And then you get to Romans 8, 1. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You realize, whoa, that statement sets me free. I don't have to cave and wallow in the condemnation or the guilt. I can, in Jesus Christ, I can find freedom from that. I can get free from it. I can find mercy and forgiveness. Um, I know I was reading the other day, I've been doing, in my quiet times, I've been going through the book of Romans in the New Testament. I, I read Romans 2, 3, and 4. Uh, do you suppose, O oh man, that when you judge those who do such things and yet do them yourself, you will escape the judgment of God? I read that and I thought, the answer to that has got to be no. No. <laughs> And that's true. Just try that out on the freeway sometime. Judge a couple people for moves they make. 
Sure enough, down the road a little ways, you're going to make the same move. Do something stupid. It's, it's, this is the way life works. God doesn't play favorites. If, if he's not pleased with something, he's not pleased with you when you do it. Well, the way that helps me is it gives me, it tempers my attitude toward others when I deal with conflict and problems. I, I'm able to cut them some slack because I realize, you know what? It, what, do we, what do we do naturally? How could they say such a thing? How could they do that? What, are, what, what in the world are they idiots? Reality is they're people. And, and they're struggling just like you do. And the fact of the matter is, as you get into Scripture, you begin to temper your attitude because in humility, you've got to admit that you do the same things. You struggle in the same way. So the primary, as you get into the Word, I want to encourage you to do it because God himself will speak to you. And it's, it's difficult at first until you get some handles on it, but we want to help you with those. We want to help you get the handles in, in the Word. What David says in these last couple verses, 104, he says, I learned to hate the wrong path as I get into the Word. I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. Now, knowing it's wrong, identifying this is wrong what I'm doing here, and hating it are two very different things. What happens is, if you get into Scripture over time, what, ha- what, what God does is he begins to shift your heart toward his value system. And you not only recognize the wrong you're doing, but you begin to hate it. And, and it, you get repulsed by it. And that, that helps you deal with it and avoid it as you do. That's what David's saying. And it says he guides my steps. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. If you aren't in Scripture, you miss the course corrections that God has to give. For me, as I'm dealing with life, I get up in the morning, spend, if you just spend 10 minutes praying, asking God for insight, getting into a paragraph of Scripture, and allow Him to speak to you, He will begin to use that to make course corrections. You know, you're, you're dealing with a problem, you're thinking one way, and then you read the Scripture and, whoa, oh, wow, that was the wrong thought. That was, what was I thinking about doing there? That, was, that wasn't right. And God begins to make the course corrections that he, he wants to make so that you can get the most out of life. The insight and understanding are highly valuable that you gain as you get into Scripture. There's some next steps that you may want to take that are on your uh, listening guide, and also on the connection card. You can uh, let us know, if you'd like to, uh, that you plan to take one of those steps. You might want to memorize Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Or uh, you may want to say, I will read the Bible five out of seven days this week. And we provided a little bookmark that's a 30-day devotional guide that you can use. And um, I wouldn't get caught up in... Day one has to be on the first. I just go one through thirty, and pick. Don't don't if you're new to getting into the scripture, don't go for seven out of seven days. Do do something more doable. Five out of seven. Scratch out the five on the little listening guide and say three out of seven. Do something that's doable because if you'll just get into it as a regular pattern, you're going to see how God speaks, and He is going to begin to 
change your heart and mind for the good. So that you may want to take this and read these passages and do that. Uh, also, you may want to get God's guidance in a specific area of your life. And there's a, a website, uh, an address, biblestudy.crosswalk.com. There's some tools on there. You can go to that website and you can type in, like, marriage or parenting or husband. And if you put it in the search button, hit the search button, it'll bring up every verse on that subject in the Bible where that's mentioned. And so that, that's something, maybe you have a specific area in your life you're dealing with, you really need to know what God says. And for instance, if you punch in husband, it's going to bring up a bunch of verses that just don't necessarily relate to your question, so you have to wade through them, but it's worth it. It's like dig, remember, it's like mining for gold. You've got to wade through them and then uh, learn, learn from those things as you go. Uh, another thing you could do is Fresh Start is a class that we offer. And in that class, there is a way to, we give you very practical handles because what you got to do is you got to get into the Bible and then you got to bridge what you're reading to your life today. And there's some real help to do that. And we give you that in the Fresh Start class. So you could let us know that you'd like to do that and drop it in the offering as it comes by. Let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the truth that you've shown us in your word for your patience and kindness that you, you pour out into our lives. It's amazing. And, and for the fact that you, you want to meet with us in, in your word. As we get into your scripture, you really want to speak to us through it, and you do as we faithfully get into it. So God, encourage us, move our hearts, motivate us to get into your word, the Bible, and hear what you have to say to us. We ask for your help in all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.